Good morning, babe. What do we have to do today? Well, Emilita, it's Saturday morning, which means we have to go to the bank, got to go to the Home Depot for some light bulbs and a couple of other things. Then there's that work we need to do in the yard. You had to get your tire fixed on the bike, which I need to do for you. And then Cosmo's got obedience training at three. Thank God. Plus, we're out of beer, which can only mean we got to go hmm. get a week's worth of groceries. I can think of a lot more fun things to do today. Why don't we just stay home and make out? Well, you know, a man does have to have his priorities straight now, doesn't he? He sure does. Yeah. <laughs> Live from the mysterious, mist-enshrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters, you're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast, with your hosts, Scott and Emily. All right, all right, here we are. It's episode number 24 of X and Y on the Fly. I am your host. My name is Scott McKay. I'm with me. I'm Emily Grillo. No, you're not. You're Emily McKay. (laughs) How many months have we been married and you're still calling yourself Emily Grillo? Three months. You're still signing your checks that way? No, actually, I've, I've gotten really good about that now. Yeah, that's much better. Okay, take two. My name is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to cut that either. No. Oh. I'm just going to leave it in there because I think it was kind of funny. <laughs> Hi, my name's Harvey Ginsburg, and I'm your host of XY Communications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You yeah. men never have to change your name. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Unless, Well, unless we're being sought after by some foreign espionage operation or something then we have to go by some alias well then we have to stay away from you yeah <laughs> that could be a potentially dangerous situation yeah. I mean, someone someone actually asked me if scott mckay was my real name because you know a lot of these guys that do the seduction community kind of stuff kind of, kind of change their names right i said look if i was going to change my name i'd at least spell it right instead of one t two t's yeah well i'd at least spell it right right now it's spelled wrong by most people's standards. I think it's spelled perfectly well, thank you. Who yeah. needs an extra keystroke, right? Who needs the extra, yeah. Who That's needs right. to waste the extra time? Exactly. Well, as those of you who are listening can probably tell, we've dramatically improved our sound quality, haven't we, Emily? We sure have. We're very proud of what we've done with the sound quality. Yeah, well, what did I do? I went out and bought a microphone, finally. How many months have we been podcasting? We're now on our fourth podcast with what we'll announce. Eight months podcasting. I finally spent a couple hundred bucks on a decent microphone, and wow... Go figure, it made a huge difference. Oh, world of difference. Yeah, really. In general, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. We had the David D'Angelo interview thing hit, which I was just so proud to be a part of. And a lot of you are listening are brand new, and we welcome you to that. And man, it's been just such a busy couple of weeks. I think the only two hours I've had to sit down and do nothing with no brain power whatsoever was probably watching the Oscars a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And then they had that woman who won the Academy Award for... Oh, can you believe it? The lady who won Best Actress wins an Oscar for talking like the Queen of England for two hours. And we do that all day long. I know. That's like one of our favorite jokes around the house. You know, bring me the royal cheese. And of course, Danny (laughs) thinks it's hilarious. My seven-year-old daughter goes around talking like the Queen of England constantly. Just adorable. And she rolls the R's. Yeah. Oh, isn't that amazing? Just terrific. So there we were watching the Oscars. That was the only time we had for like two weeks straight. Then we've launched another whole podcast series. We did. Yeah. And for all you guys who are listening, look, I know it's overdue. I know you've told me this time and again. Finally, we've launched a show just for the guys in the audience where we talk about how to get better with meeting women, approaching women, and finding and keeping a great woman. Right. Which is important, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Tell them the name of it. Definitely. The Chick Whisper. Yeah, we call it The Chick Whisper, which has been coined by a listener to this program. Someone wrote me about, I don't know, three weeks ago and said, hey, you know what? You understand women, McKay, better than most women do, which I think is kind of scary in a way. But she says, you know, it's like you're the chick whisperer. Well, we don't always understand ourselves. Yeah. I mean, guys, man, we totally don't understand ourselves. Shoot. We don't even know how to be masculine, which we cover time and time again on this show. But anyway, that's another thing we've got going on. Guys, if you want to hear that show, it is feeds.feedtoburner.com front slash the chick whisperer. And that's on iTunes already, and can you believe it? It's been out two days, already featured. Yes, it did, didn't it? Right under, yeah, under health awesome. and sexuality. So it's already being picked up a lot. People are listening to it. Feedback's already good. So go listen to it. I'm hosting that with none other than my illustrious friend, Steve, Steve. the Dean Williams. That's right. Who you know from Dating for Men, 
So Steve's a good friend of mine. Already have some fantastic guests in line. We're going to have uh, have Jordan and AJ from the uh, Pickup Podcast pretty early. A couple oh, yes. other guys. You're excited about that yeah, one. Yeah, those guys are pretty cool. They run a pretty good podcast over there. If you haven't heard that one, that's Pickup Podcast. And they're doing super well. PickupPodcast.com is their URL. Just did an interview for those guys last night. So looking forward to hearing how that comes out. How to Manage Your Wildly Successful Dating Life. Yeah, you have the book out. The book is finished. You know, this is way overdue. When did I start this? I started this in late October, early November with the whole concept of getting it out by the time you and I were married. Right. (laughs) I've been busy. But it's really good. And, you know, it's not even about so much how to manage a wildly successful dating life that you've already got, but how to actually have a roadmap towards getting one. And there's lots of people who've read it so far and the feedback's been pretty good. So that's good. Also thinking about starting a forum. That would be nice. We need to do that. The deserve what you want forum. Long is, overdue. Yeah. You know, a lot of people do email me about that saying, Hey, we need to have a big discussion group about how to find and keep the right person, man or woman. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be looking into starting that this week. If you're on our newsletter, you'll hear more about that. If you're not in on our newsletter already, you need to go right now to deservewhatyouwant.com and sign up for that bad boy. Yeah, we'll wait for you. (laughs) Yeah, pause it right now. Go to deservewhatyouwant.com, sign up, and uh, we'll wait for you. And we're back. And we're back. We just just blatantly stole a line from my David D'Angelo interview. We did. Yeah, we? we did. But that was funny. Last but not least, we're kind of clearing out all the announcements early in this podcast, aren't we? Oh, let me do the last one. Go for it. We now have a new voicemail system that you can call in, leave us a voicemail, a question or statement, whatever you want to say. and um, We'll read them on the show. That's right. We'll play your voicemail on the show, and we will address whatever your question or comment is right here on the show. Now, the phone number you call to to leave your voicemail is 210-362-362. 4,400. Kind of rolls right off your tongue, doesn't it? I like Even that 100. number. Yep. I always had good phone numbers. Really? You do? You have excellent phone numbers. <laughs> I actually inherited one of your great phone numbers. 210-362-4400. You can call that 24 hours, seven days a week. It is dedicated to this voicemail specifically for the podcasts we do here. And you can ask us a question for either this for the Nice Guys Need Love 2 show, online dating profile rating, or the Chick Whisperer. Yeah. Tell us what podcast you're calling about, and we will address it on that particular show. Pretty sweet, huh? Very sweet. Now it's time to get to what we are talking about specifically in this podcast. Kissing. We're going to talk about sucking face. We're going to talk about making out. What's other great words for, for kissing? Oh. Swapping spit. Ew. Tongue sushi. Yeah. That little tongue sushi. Come here, baby. You want some? You know <laughs> that, you do. This, this, ah. this just gives me nightmares. Yeah, I know. Just I'm, thinking about the guy who just lays one on you and just like gives you nothing but tongue and you're just going. Ah. Oh, yeah. A mouthful of spit. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's uh, that's <laughs> that's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> nightmares. You're leaving me nightmares. Yeah. How, how many? Uh, what's worse? A bad pickup line or a bad kiss? Bad kiss. Well, yeah. That's Hands because, down. Yeah. Well, that's because you actually have to touch them. You don't have to touch someone with a bad pickup line. No. But doesn't like bad pickup lines just make you think of bad kissing? Uh, no. Well, I don't know. Maybe it does me. <laughs> the guy who has that little skill picking up women that he has to like resort to some canned line. Mm-hmm. I think I can just picture the canned kiss coming up after that. Uh, I think for women, we just don't relate to that. We just don't relate to that. Well, we have two, not one, but count them, two great guests tonight. We do. And they're both women. Mm -hmm. We've never had a woman guest on this show before. Two guests. Man, we have a double shot tonight. One lady has literally written the book on kissing. I'm Mm -hmm. looking forward to that interview. Another lady is, get this, you ready? Yes. A kissing coach. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. And she's just up the road from me. We went literally all the way around the world to interview our first one. And then just 60, 70 miles up the road in Austin to interview our second guest. And we'll get to those in a little while. Emily, my first question on kissing is, why do we do it? I mean, it's universal. Every tribe, every nation, every culture kisses. How did we figure this out as humans? Okay, if I touch my lips to your lips, it's going to feel nice. Ah, that's a good question. I know that when we're right in each other's space, your heart just races. Yeah, right. And how much closer can you possibly get next to having sex other than actually kissing with your open mouth. Well, you know, you mentioned a great point already. Some people think kissing is more intimate than sex. 
Some people think that, but I think sex is much more intimate. Well, I can see how, you know, since you're all your sensory perception, with the exception of touch, right? Right. Is concentrated in your face. I mean, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears, it's all kind of in one area. So when you get really close to someone and you look at them and you kind of rub the noses, you know, the Eskimos kiss. Yeah. I just did it, by the way. That's what elicited that response. The butterfly kisses, you know, with your, yeah. with your eyelashes, little kids love that. Well, I think it's because when you, when you're interacting face to face, it elicits emotions. Right. Where sex can be done without emotion. Maybe that's why people feel that way. Yeah. Strange, but true, right? Oh, yes. So, yes, if you're kissing someone correctly and engaging all of those emotions as well you should, it is a very intimate experience. And ironically, people say to themselves, all right, well, you know, it's just a kiss. It's not like I'm letting him feel me up or anything. Yet, at the same time, other people are saying, hey, you know, kissing is more intimate than sex. Mm-hmm. So kissing really isn't a throwaway, is it? No, no. It speaks volumes. Yeah. If someone's willing to kiss you, that is an open door into being a part of his or her life in many ways. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm reading here, kissing, why do we do this? Getting back to the main point. Right. Some scientists believe there's literally an electric current that gets transmitted when people kiss each other. Oh, yeah. You tried that with me once. That yes, was isn't special. That oh, yeah. yeah. And I also think you can kind of How almost... you do that? Oh, I don't know. I'm just a magic man. <laughs> wasn't, there, wasn't there a heart song about that? Yes. Try to understand. Yeah, that's me. That was written about me. Mm, yeah. I bet it was. I was five years old at the time, but still. <laughs> it was a prescient song written about me. Anna and Nancy Wilson. They knew I was coming, baby. Uh, yeah. That's right. Anyway, in all seriousness... Some scientists believe there's an electric current. I believe you can almost telepathically connect with someone while you're kissing them. Yes. Remember that week or so ago, I just like sent you a little love it message. Did. It just, was, yeah, my, cool. my heart just went. It's like superhuman. Yeah. There's scientific proof actually that there are hormones and endorphins released when you kiss somebody. Mm-hmm. How wild is that? Very. Well, it all adds up to me and we should be doing more kissing. Lots of it. Yeah. And so many guys in particular just, Try to get past the kissing, and kissing is just kissing you rocks. You have the kissing, even when you're being intimate. The kissing is important. That's right. You know, you watch porn or whatever, and, and nobody's ever kissing in porn. No. That's just way too close. But you got to have kissing. Kissing is so important. It yeah. just magnifies the whole experience. Oh, that's right. You're cheating yourself if you don't. Oh, that's right. And I think right now would be a good time to introduce our first guest. All right. Our first guest literally wrote the book on kissing. The name of the book is Kissing 101. Her name is Michelle Penny. And Michelle comes to us all the way from New Zealand. It was, it was funny. Ways. Yeah, it was funny. We were doing the interview and they had to schedule it. They were worried about scheduling it in the middle of the night, you know. And it was literally 4 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time in Texas and 11 p.m. the next morning. In New Zealand. And I was like, okay, so how does tomorrow look? And it was so funny because Michelle just answered me with a complete straight face. Oh, oh it's kind of sunny, about 68 degrees out. You know, it's hilarious. <laughs> and the funny part is when you go to the Kissing 101 homepage, there's a voiceover of a woman talking about the book. And lo and behold, it's not Michelle's voice because Michelle has a really thick Kiwi accent, which is just delightful. But it's funny how the lady on her webpage actually has an American accent, which... Actually, probably is better from a marketing perspective. Yes. But I still enjoyed listening to Michelle talk, and so will you. Without any further ado, here's Michelle Penny from Kissing 101. Hey, everyone. This is Scott, and we're with none other than Michelle Penny, who joins us today all the way from Christchurch, New Zealand. Michelle is the author of Kissing 101, which is one of the most popular and sought-after books on the subject of kissing technique worldwide. Michelle, welcome to our show. Hi, Scott. Good to be here. Hey, we have lots of questions for you today, but the first thing that comes to mind is what would cause someone like you to want to write a book like this? To start off with, my husband actually runs Triple O Relationships, and he came home one day and was telling me about how many people online searching for like how to kiss and like what to do and stuff with kissing. And I just was thinking back to the times when my guy friends would talk to me um, they'd feel comfortable enough talking to me because I had a husband, so they knew that like I wasn't going to think anything into it. Right. But they'd just ask, what should they do with a girl, how to kiss them, um, and what's appropriate, and things like that. And so when my husband told me about the book that they were 
thinking about writing, I said that it had to include this, this, and this, and I, I had all these like ideas and stuff, and he just said, how about you write it? And oh, um, yeah, I was really pleased to write it because I could get everything out there, and it's more coming from my heart rather than me researching. Oh, like you know, I did a bit of research and stuff, but um, it's not so much textbook; it's more from like a true person perspective type thing. Yeah, you were kind of the go-to person everybody went to when it came to learning not just about kissing, but all kinds of things, relationships. So it all kind of fell into place for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Tell me, Michelle, do you think most of us need some help when it comes to kissing? I think you need help if you're asking for help because, I mean, you're obviously going to ask for help or think you need help if something's going wrong. If nothing's going wrong, if everyone loves the fact that you're kissing them and, you know, you get compliments, you obviously don't need help. You're obviously a pro already. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, no, I think that those that are asking for help or looking for help definitely need it because obviously something's gone off in their brain like a spark telling them that, hey, this isn't working for me. Well, what separates a good kisser from a truly great kisser? Um, a truly great kisser has all the things included that isn't just the kiss. Things like their body language and how they pull somebody into their intimate personal space and how they get into somebody else's personal space because a kiss isn't just about the lips. It's also about pulling somebody into you. So say a great kisser has the moves down like a guy can place his hand on the small of a girl's back and pull her into him. Or a woman can put her hand on the back of his neck and pull him into her. Like these things separate a good kisser from a great kisser. Also a great kisser has like a lot of confidence. Mm. It's not always true confidence. It's more that they have talked themselves up. <laughs> the big pep talk ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't just say, okay, oh my gosh, I've got to do this now. I've got to do it now. You know, things like that. They're just like, okay, it's just a kiss. You know, you just got to, you got to see it for what it is. It's not as much of a big deal as some people let it be. Well, you know, I've heard in the past, particularly from women, that sometimes kissing is more intimate than even sex itself. Would you agree with that? Definitely. Kissing is so much more intimate than sex. Sex is like a physical thing. Kissing is, that's where the nerves start hitting in because that's like the initiation into sex as well. Hmm. Um, and it's also that first time that you're letting somebody really get close to you which is a lot harder for a lot of people to do than you know once you're over that hurdle that's fine that's when you can jump into bed together whatever yeah no kissing is definitely more intimate and it's it's just like a first impression when you meet somebody for the first time that's what sticks and when you kiss somebody for the first time that's also what sticks in your mind and that's how you remember them by interesting in your book you talk a bit about kind of being more sensual than aggressive and not rushing into things. Do you think men have more of a problem with that than women? Because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking the guys are the ones initiating the kiss a lot of times, and they're just going for it. So it's all, you know, tongues and teeth, whereas women are more naturally sensual, I think. So what can a guy in particular learn from your book about how being a little bit more suave, as it were? Yeah, well, it's so important for guys because... It shouldn't be this way, but a lot of guys are left to do the work. Like, a lot of people just think it is the guy's job to initiate everything from conversation to kissing. Right. And, yeah, it's so important for a guy to not be as aggressive as they think they should be because a lot of the time they are so nervous and, like, they lack a little bit of confidence and they end up rushing into it and, yeah, as you say, bumping teeth, bumping <laughs> heads, and it just doesn't go smoothly. So it's definitely important for guys to have a look into this book because they can just learn so much, like how to relax themselves before a kiss because you need to be relaxed going into it. You can't pep it up to be like this great big deal when it's not. Right. Like it's important, but I mean, it's not the be all and end all. Right. Well, mm. you know, I've enjoyed this conversation immensely, Michelle. Before we wrap it up, give us three things that a guy like me can do or actually anybody listening. What are three things we can do right now to become a better kisser? Okay, number one is definitely have some patience. Don't rush into it because that's when you start getting flustered and that's when tongues start flying and saliva starts going everywhere and it's just not fun. So, you know, just don't rush into it. A lot of guys and women think that, you know, they'll be sitting there wanting to kiss somebody and they just get so nervous that they think, okay, I've got to go, go do it now. Right. And they just quickly do it and it's not about that. Just, so just take your time doing it. 
Number two, it's minor, but I think very important, uh, fresh breath. Mm. Nobody likes kissing an ashtray or... Hygiene in general, huh? Oh, definitely. Yeah, make sure you brush your teeth. Brush your tongue. Mm. Like, a lot of people forget to do that. And hello, like, you know, a tongue is part of kissing sometimes. So you definitely need to steer clear of that. Um, we'll make sure you brush your tongue. And number three is, I think, definitely setting the scene and timing and using body language. Um, it's not always about the kiss. Well, it is about the kiss, but you need to do all these things to make it a whole kiss. Um, setting the scene, make sure that it's appropriate timing. You don't want to be kissing your girlfriend at her grandmother's funeral or in front of her dad at the dinner table. That's just embarrassing. And timing, like make sure that you definitely get a signal from the other person. You don't want to be rushing into it and then find out that they never liked you in the first place. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but it's better to like, at least get a hint from somebody that they're liking you. And also take a hint from their body language. Like If somebody's touching you, wanting to touch your arm, get into your personal space, even just laughing at your jokes and even turning their body towards you, it's showing you a hint that they want to be kissed by you. Right. Very important. There you have it. Michelle Penny has been our guest. She's the author of Kissing 101, Thanks again, Michelle, for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. Thank you very much, Scott. Great to be here. Wow, Emily, what a great interview, right? A lot of information. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you read the book Kissing 101, it not only talks about the mechanics of kissing, but it talks about the history of kissing. It's really a manual, everything you'd ever want to know about knowing how to kiss. And it's amazing how at the beginning of this interview, you know, we talked about how Michelle got started. And it seems like so many of us start this the same way. Right. Just It just happens that we're really good at it. People are asking us questions. And next thing you know, we've done something for it. Yeah. As little boys and little girls, we say to ourselves, oh, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a fighter pilot. How many little kids end up saying, hey, you know, I want to be a professional dating consultant someday? It just happens to fall in your lap. Right. And then here we are. And, you know, in my case and in her case, and in just about everybody we've ever talked to, it's just a blast to do this, but something you never even dream you're going to do when you're younger. I love how Michelle talks about the mechanics, the basics of getting it right. If you think you need to ask for help kissing, you probably do. Yeah, and it never hurts to learn to become a better kisser. Oh, you can always go from good to great. The mechanics of even getting the fresh breath, having your hygiene right. Man, if you're not clean and neat, you're not going to get kissed because it really is that intimate, isn't it? Oh, it is. Right. Absolutely. And, of course, Michelle and I talked again. The last thing you want is to have a woman make a face going, ew. Yeah, if you get the ew factor working, <laughs> you are cooked, guys. Oh, yeah. And, guys, same way. If a woman elicits the uh, turnoff factor, ew. game over. Throw in the towel. Yeah. I, I have a hard time seeing men actually thinking that about women. Oh, no. that that is That is human nature. That's not a man or a woman thing. That's human nature. But, you know, Michelle talked a little bit about the whole intimacy, the sex and the kissing part. And you know what? It got me to thinking. The more intimate your kisses are, the more they are like sex. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, they get you all hot and bothered. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, before we get into that, I want everybody in the audience to know how to get their hands on Michelle's book. Because it is one of the most terrific books I've read. I mean, I don't think there's another book ironically, that deals with this subject in as much detail as, as Michelle's does. So we have a URL especially for you if you want to learn more about that book, and I hope you get your hands on it because it's worth it. And that's www.deservewhatyouwant.com front slash kissing. Easy. Yeah, we make it as easy as possible for you all around here. So go to deservewhatyouwant.com front slash kissing and get your hands all over Michelle's book. You don't get to get your hands all over Michelle because she's married. Oh, that's too bad, guys. And she lives far away. But Sorry, you do get guys. To, yeah, you do get to get your hands on the book, Kissing 101 by Michelle Penny. Now, let's get back to what we were talking about. That whole concept of the better kisser you are, mm -hmm. the more intimate the kiss is. Right. In a way, when you kiss someone real deeply, 
it's almost like a little window into what the sexual experience is going to be like with that person, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, their personality, their sexual personality the comes fire. through. Yeah, right? Even the style with which a person kisses, you know, whether they're soft or whether they just interject that passion into it at some point right. automatically. However that person kisses. Or even even in the way that they're, like you said, they're real passionate and then they do it softly and they're back to passionate. Right. Just, just the creativity of it. Right. That's how you figure out, almost without fail, very accurately, how a person's going to be in bed by how you kiss them. Or even if they kiss the same all the time and become very monotonous, you can pretty much expect they're going to be the same in bed, boring and monotonous. So true. So kissing really is like the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the preview, the coming attraction to the sexual, yeah, the sexual The crystal ball. Yeah, oh yeah. Now guys, a lot of us struggle with, how do we get a woman attracted and how do we get her to want to feel like she wants to take things to a physical level with us? Oh, hey. if you can kiss her right, she'll want to. Oh, yes. Stop focusing on the sex and start focusing on kissing her right. Mm-hmm. The rest will follow. Bull Durham, baby. Remember Bull Durham? I like those slow, passionate kisses that last for a few weeks. And every woman in the audience is just going, grr, you know? <laughs> you hear all this purring in the audience mm, while he's talking about yeah. it. A man who knows how to kiss a woman right will win. Well, you know, that just reminds me. Remember Casablanca? That famous scene? Oh, yeah. You know, the famous scene where he's leaving and she comes and they kiss passionately and then right. he's gone. Right. But everybody remembers that. Yeah. And what's the one where they're kissing passionately in the ocean? From Here to Eternity with Burt Lancaster. Oh, really? I yeah. haven't seen that. Oh, yeah. Fantastic stuff. Kissing used to mean a lot more in those old movies. That's right, they did. Oh, yeah, because, you know, that wasn't, you know, you didn't have sex scenes in old movies. And so we were reminded back then. Of the romance, the romance that was involved in it. And it wasn't so much a more innocent time as it was a more focused time of having everything ordered correctly. We've somehow lost that. Everybody jumps into bed together and forgets how to warm each other up. How to create the emotions. Oh, yeah. There's meaning behind a kiss. You know, if you miss that meaning, you miss that connection. If you kiss a woman correctly, you'll melt her, guys. Oh, yes. She'll not want to let go. No. I mean, you don't have to appear sexually needy once you kiss her right. How does a guy know when it's time to kiss a woman? Oh, you did this with me. Yeah. Oh, did I? Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell everybody else. Well, you were telling me something about touching a woman's hair. If she let you do that, then she's going to give you permission to kiss her. Yeah, that's not original with me, by the way. No, it's not. That is a David D'Angelo patented trademark. Right. But it has never failed. Now, if you want to know more details about that, I owe it to David D. not to disclose everything right here. But yes, he calls that the kiss test. And when you sign up for his newsletter at www.deservewhatyouwant.com front slash David D., you do get all the details of that. But that kiss test, the whole touching hair thing, and how that all operates, absolutely has never failed. Because there's something that says, if a woman lets you touch her hair, that is invading her space enough that she'll probably let you kiss her. Well, I have a question for you. Sure. You remember when you were sitting there at the restaurant, and then you text messaged me? Oh, yeah, that was creative, wasn't it? (laughs) Asking me, or actually, you weren't even asking me. You were Mm -hmm. saying, you know, it's time for our first kiss. There we were sitting right next to each other at the counter. Yeah. Not even across the table. Right. What did I say? Didn't I say, does your phone ever do anything other than lay there? Right. Yes, because the phone had been sitting there all night. Nobody called you. No, of course not. Even though you're ridiculously popular, you just had the phone turned off or whatever. And I said, hey, does that phone just sit there or does it ever do anything? And you're like, I don't know, right? Right. So Casual. I picked up, yeah, just grabbed my phone, kind of gave you a wry smile and started text messaging you. I must have been busy doing something at the time because I didn't realize you had done that. And then your phone went off. Yes, go and check it out. And then I read my email or my text message and it says, you know, it's time for our first kiss. I'm like, whoa, wait. I realized that came from you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. So then I replied. By text message. By text message. Here we are sitting next to each other. Yep. And I said, what did I say? You said, definitely. Definitely. And so I kissed you. Yes. And then... You sent me another text message. No words, right? Didn't say a blasted (laughs) thing. Stone-faced. I said something to the effect of what? Very nice. You passed. Yes, that's right. You passed. You passed. And you responded, yes, you did too. Yes. And didn't we just erupt in laughter? It was funny. Yeah, it was like this 
major, major bit of sexual tension for like five minutes straight. Mm-hmm. It rocked, didn't it? It was. It was pretty special. Oh, yeah. I think everybody should be able to experience fully all the greatness that knowing how to kiss and having those kissing experiences of massive depth with someone Imagine brings to life. having that history with somebody, too. Yeah. And I think it's time to announce who our next guest is because our next guest specializes in taking people who struggle with kissing. Or even for people who are good and bring them to great. Yes, right. Which we're all about around here, like we said. Our next guest is named Janet Moorhead. Well, unlike Michelle, who lives all the way around the world, Janet Moorhead lives right next door. Right. She lives up in Austin, Texas, which is 60, 70 miles up the road. So not only are we in the same time zone. We're in the same state. Yeah. Which in Texas. That's not hard (laughs) to do. Texas is huge. (laughs) But anyway, Janet and I are thinking about doing some seminars together, which is going to be a lot of fun. And Janet is a kissing coach. She actually teaches people how to kiss. Can you believe that? One-on-one. Janet Moorhead from mojomaker.com. Here you go. This is Scott, and here I am with Janet Moorhead. She's the founder of a company called Mojo Maker. Welcome to X and Y on the Fly, Janet. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. Hey, tell me a little bit more about Mojo Maker and how you got started. Yeah, well, about four years ago, I was sitting with some guy friends of mine, single guy friends, and I was telling them how to walk, how to talk, what to wear, what to say to women, how to look at them, all that kind of stuff. And they were like, Janet, this is great stuff. You should do this for a living. And I said, really? You would pay me? They're like, yeah. And I realized I had been making over every poor boyfriend I'd ever dated. And my coworkers, I was giving them advice on women all the time. So I thought, gosh, you know, I think I do have a gift and a talent and a desire to do this. So why not? Let's do it. And Mojo Maker was born. Exactly. You know, I've looked across your website and you have got to be one of the most innovative dating coaches I have ever, ever met. Aw, thanks. Since we visited a little bit before this interview, I've come to believe that even more. One of the most amazing things you do, you call kissing lessons. And it says for men only, so I'm presuming you actually have guys come to you and you teach them actually how to kiss. How does that work? Well, I actually kiss them. No kidding. I teach them. Yes, I do. So how it works is before we even meet, I send them a survey and they have to fill out the survey to let me know what it is they want to get out of the session because it's only a one-hour session. So then we meet at a public place. And we get cozy in this couch in the back and we just start kissing. And I just kind of coach them through the process of kissing. So when a guy comes to you, what kind of challenges do you see most often from your clients? What do they need to work on? What I've seen is they just really don't know how to kiss at all. It's not like they kiss poorly. They just don't even know how to kiss even really at all. They kind of do a pucker. Right. And so I teach them actually how to first do lip kissing. So they pretty much start out like they're going to kiss their little sister or something. That kind of pucker kiss? Exactly. Right. And so I you know, teach them to get loose with their lips, press them against mine, and kind of give them the, the motion of the ocean kind of sure. going. Because they, they don't even really know how to do that. And then also introduce the tongue. And a lot of times, these particular guys didn't have a problem with it because they didn't even know what to do with their tongue. <laughs> wow. But, but in, in my past of kissing guys, what I would consider a poor kisser is a guy that keeps his mouth wide open and then thrashes his tongue about. Right. You know, keeps it really rigid and hard and thrashes it about your, your mouth. And never coming back in with the lips. Lips, lips, lips. More lips and more lips. And then, you know, when you introduce the tongue, it's it's nice and soft and it, and it touches your tongue, you know, touches with your tongue and goes back and forth still with, with the motion of your lips. So a guy doesn't need to be like a jackhammer. He needs to be more supple and suave right. about all this. Yes, exactly. After an hour session with these guys, how much progress can you can you make? Seriously, these guys from a pucker to full-blown tongue kissing, and they did a really, really great job. I mean, girls that would kiss them, they would definitely go, yes, I want to keep kissing this guy. So then the question comes from there. How do you keep things business-like after an hour of, of training a guy how to kiss, Janet? Well, really, to be honest, during the session, I'm doing lots of talking. We, we practice, just like when, like in a dance class. And so it's very teacher-instructor-like. It's, it's not passion or anything. It's totally like I'm asking you to do something different, then we try it out. And so really... You keep it clinical, as it were. Yes, uh-huh. But it's still fun. They're still having fun. So tell me, being the kissing expert that you are, and that's why we have you on the show today, describe the perfect kiss to our audience. The perfect kiss 
it would start with the lips, very supple lips pressing against each other. And then maybe coming back a little bit and breathing each other in. And then it would go back to the lips and kind of moving, like I said, that motion of the ocean back up and you know, back and forth, back and forth. And then introducing the tongue a little bit at first and then a little bit more kind of going at least to the middle of the tongue. And, and again, keeping the, the tongue supple and just pressing and sliding it against each other, but always coming back with the lips and keeping that motion going. You don't want to just keep your mouth open for a long time and move your tongue about. You want to keep the motion going. And of course you can switch your head back and forth. You can even, I even like to nibble a little bit at the bottom lip as well. Oh yeah. So tell us, this, this has been a fantastic interview, Janet, and I've enjoyed it immensely. Give our audience three things that they can take away right now that will take them from being just your average kisser to being a phenomenal kisser. Three quick hits. Well, number one is to always use your lips and use the motion of the lips. Always get that motion going with your lips. Another thing is to kind of sit back and then breathe the other person in right before you maybe switch from one side to the other side. And the other thing is when you're using your tongue, definitely keep it supple and the motion again. It's all about the motion. I know it's not the boat, it's the motion of the ocean. So keep that right, motion that going. Before. Well, before this conversation gets way out of hand, I've got to ask you about one more thing. Okay. I mentioned how innovative you are. You've got yeah. to tell me just 30 seconds worth about the simulated dating encounter. This is absolutely insane. People come to you and you set them up with someone who knows what they're doing. And they take this person out on a date and critique them at the end of the date, presumably because they don't get many second dates, so they want to know what's going wrong. How does that go? Yeah, so what happens is a client would call up and say they want to, they want to go on a simulated dating encounter. I basically set the client up with one of my dating consultants, which they can pick from from my website. They go on like a meet date where they meet for the first time, like you meet someone off the internet for the first time. So you go on a meet date. And they just act like they're a regular date, like someone they're going to date and meet for the first time. The date lasts about an hour and a half. At the end of the hour and a half, the consultant stops the date. I have a form that they fill out and they actually give feedback to the person. It has like has their image, their conversation, how they're being with you, all these different topics. And they fill it out and they give the feedback to the person. And at the end of the date, they get to take that piece of paper home in case they couldn't remember everything that was said about the feedback as well. What they can do. It's more about what you could add, what's missing, that would make right. a difference for them on their next date. Well, so it takes a strong person to do this, but the potential payback from having done it is tremendous because you'll get second or third dates. Yes, exactly. I mean, you go on dates, you don't know what you're doing until you can have someone tell you. You know, probably the person that you went on a date with could tell you, but they're not going to. No, they the people... never will, will they? No, but the simulated dating consultants will. <laughs> Janet, what a lot of fun to talk to you. I'm glad to get to know you. Before we finish this interview, I would be remiss without letting you tell everybody out there in podcast land how they can learn more about Mojo Maker and what you do. Well, the best way is to go to my website, which is mojo-maker.com, a little hyphen between Mojo and Maker. So mojo-maker.com. Or you can actually just call me up and we can chat in person. The number is uh, 512-29-SHINE. Again, 512-29-SHINE or 297-4463. Outstanding. Once again, our guest has been Janet Moorhead. She's the founder of Mojo Maker. She's at mojo-maker.com. Thanks a million for joining us today, Janet. Thanks so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. And now back to the program. Mm, guess what? Oh, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're back. We're back. Behave yourself. Yeah, okay. Hands to yourself, girly. Stop pawing me. Yeah, right. That was very good information that Janet gave us. Yeah, I think Janet is one of the most innovative dating coaches I've ever met. Just like I said in the interview, just amazing things she does. We didn't even touch on some of the other things she does. She does the, the kissing lessons. Right. She'll actually set you up on a date with a professional dating coach. Man, the fire suit you need to have on when you go do that. Yeah, but you imagine from that point forward, you'd know what to do to get your second, third date, and even a, a long-term relationship. Yeah, if you can hack it, if you can stand the heat, I mean, imagine how your life would be changed. But anyway, I highly recommend Janet's work to all of you. Mojo-Maker.com. She does a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching, and she's open to coaching anybody all over the world. 
So Janet Moorhead, one of my new friends, and we're pleased to have had her on the show. Absolutely. You know, you were doing some research earlier today. Yeah. And what's fascinating is that there's a figure of 336 hours of kissing in an average person's lifetime. That's like one hour every 86.9 days. One hour every three months. That's not enough. Four hours a year. Yeah. I'm overdrawn. I'm overdrawn also. Man. You have to have that, that many hours in every maybe couple of years or something. Not in a lifetime. And I think I've done 336 hours straight before. <laughs> so just kicked over and, you know, kicked the bucket right then, right? Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. We've kissed for 336 hours straight. Gone. I'm done. Yeah. I've been done years ago. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, if anything, hopefully this podcast today has well, helped increase that average worldwide. Right. Yeah. I think anybody who is kissing that little, can you imagine that's an average? That's sad. I mean, that means people, people doing it last. Oh, yeah, man. you got to find somebody to kiss and you got to enjoy it. If you're not enjoying kissing the person you're with, find someone else. That, to me, is a deal breaker. I mean, kissing is is huge. Yeah. Ask your partner to learn. If you're with someone who doesn't know how to kiss, talk to them about it. Let's talk about this for a second. We've talked about some of the basics for people who haven't done a whole lot of effective kissing in the past. I mean, you know. Bless her heart, Janet was talking about guys who just pucker like they're kissing their little sisters. Oh, I couldn't oh, believe that. Man, that's just painful. Guys, we're not dealing with your little sister on a date. Hopefully I didn't have to say that to most of you. But for those of you who needed that two by four upside the head, you're not dealing with your little sister. Take her by the shoulders. Throw her up against the refrigerator. Kiss her brains out. And by the way, here's a good thing. You've done that. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> it was great. Not just with you either. Aww. Oh, well. I probably didn't. That was TMI. But anyway, another similar situation. If you're in an elevator with her, hit the stop button. Once again, grab her by the shoulders, throw her against the wall of the elevator, and kiss her brains out again. Works equally well. Surprise her with a passionate kiss. When you know she's into you guys, wait that extra little bit of time. I call it the most important 30 minutes in dating, right? It's the 30 minutes after you know the other person is sexually attracted to you. Ramp up that emotion. Don't throw your paws all over her, guys. Women, don't hijack a first kiss. Oh, man, we need to talk about that. Women hijacking first kisses. Do they really? Oh, yeah. I've never done that. But anyway, guys, when you know she's into you, wait a little bit extra time. Flirt just a little bit more until that kiss... Build up that energy. ...is not just simmering, it's boiling. You have got to kiss. And then when you kiss her, start slowly. Look at her in the eyes. Let your lips almost barely touch, right? Ooh, yeah. Then pull away a little bit. Look at her. Let a little smile cross your face. Tilt your head. Watch your head tilt the other way and just kiss. No tongue at first, right? No, definitely no tongue. Enjoy each other's lips. Move your Enjoy lips. Enjoy that softness. Janet was talking about the motion of the ocean. I think there's that flow, you know? Move your lips. Do something other than just... Yes, this is not a paint-by-numbers thing either. It's so hard to talk about the mechanics of kissing because it's art, not science. You know, no. you got to just get the feel for it. The other thing you can do as you're just barely touching lips, you kind of tease her with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can use your tongue... Right. But you got to be gentle with it. Yes. You know, just lightly, lightly touch either the top or the bottom lip. Right. And the other thing, too, that's very sensual is instead of touching both lips, touch the top or the bottom. Yes. First. Yes. Kiss the top lip. Before you get both. Yeah. I call that the movie kiss. Kiss the top lip like this. Uh huh. Or the bottom lip, just very softly with both of your lips. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Then just very light, never like a jackhammer. No, don't don't throw your tongue into her mouth. Yeah, both of our guests covered that. And guys, you know, here you have it from two women we, saying the same thing. You have thing. to say this because I can tell you I've had that happen to me before. And oh, it's just oh, yeah. disgusting. Guys are the ham-fisted kissers. Women are not. Well, you know, sometimes women can be the ham-fisted kissers. The power drill kissing. Not very intimate. Well, you know, that just reminded me there was a TV show where the woman actually was on a commercial too. He's like, why won't you go out with me? She's like. You're a bad kisser. Oh, yeah. Bad kissing <laughs> kills. And women will not tell you guys that you're being a bad kisser. Not at all. That's what made the comedy so funny. Oh, yeah. And it is comedic. Okay, now let's go back and talk about that hijacking, hijacking the, the first kiss stuff. Oh, man. You know, you ramp up 
the emotion with a woman. You've got her attracted to you. The first kiss has never happened. And you've got a woman, if you're a guy, and you're doing things right. You're masculine. You're what? You're confident. You're making her feel safe with you. Right. Yeah. Very important. And you're showing her what it means to have an exciting life. Let me guess. And she's going crazy wondering when in the world you're going to kiss her. And energy is just right there. Yes. Before he has a chance to finish the deal, yes. she comes in and kisses yes. him. Yes, she just leans right over and kisses him. Or says, are you going to kiss me or what? Yeah, well, that's almost acceptable. But I think a woman should also learn how to wait a little longer and wait for the emotions, for the sexual tension to ramp up. Because I think women are so used to men being clueless that once they get a guy who actually understands all these dynamics and how they work, she just can't contain herself. Right. Ladies, patience. Some of us get it. If it's an hour or two hours or it doesn't happen on the whole date. That's okay. Well, it is okay. I mean, but at least try to hint you're ready to be kissed first. If you're on a date where the guy's got things under control, he's got this date planned out. He's taking you to the right places. He's doing the right things. He's making you feel the right feelings. You've got to trust that this guy has it all under control and he knows when it's going to be time to kiss you. If all those things happen and he doesn't kiss you that night or the second date, you might want to consider something else is going on. Yeah, well, all I want is a little bit of patience. I don't want a woman to be female version of the wired chihuahua who just has no patience. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it's nice to have a woman be all over you like that. I'll be the first guy to admit that. But when a guy really has things covered, he is planning sometimes right when that first kiss is going to take place. He, he knows when it's coming. Did you have first kiss planned? Uh, I wouldn't say I had it planned. I would say that opportunity presented itself very clearly and very naturally. But there are times where a guy will say, in the course of a date, I don't know what number date we're talking about here, first, second, fifth, whatever is comfortable for that guy. All right, tonight it's going to be time to kiss this woman. Where I've got this part of it planned, then we're going to go to the next place, and that's when I'm going to kiss her. He may have this completely planned out. So when a woman hijacks that from a guy... Oh, what a disappointment. Well, she doesn't get to experience what that guy had in store for her. Now, some woman's out there going, hey, wait a minute, you know, this is an equal opportunity society. All right, fair enough. If a woman wants to reach in and take the first kiss, there's no problem with that. There's definitely nothing socially wrong with a woman kissing the guy first. No, but you're cheating yourself the opportunity of being romantic or letting the guy be romantic with you. That's right. All I'm saying is when the guy does the right thing, he's got the date handled and taken care of, there's an excellent chance that guy also has the scenario for the proper way to do the first kiss planned. If a woman hijacks it, it can be irritating. That's all I'm saying. Well, if he doesn't know how to do this part... At least now you'll know it because you didn't take control of it. Right. I want to talk about some more ways to make a kiss great. Okay. How about nibbling? You know, Janet Ooh, talked about the I nibbling like part. Oh, yeah. You're a biter, aren't you? I am a biter. Biting can be such a passionate thing. Mm, yeah, guys. Rrr. If a woman's biting you, you're in very, very good standing. Oh, yes. Yes. How about breath? Breathing someone's breath oh, out? Getting that in synchronicity? That. Oh, yeah. I love having my breath just taken from me that way. Yeah, and then the whole anticipation, just having, being so close and not kissing. And just, oh, that just crazy. And then finally just kissing, mm. yeah. Kisses on the cheek, kisses on the forehead. The folks that are into the Eastern religion stuff say that there's a chakra there making you feel comfortable with someone. Yeah. And I don't care what your religious background is. Anytime someone ever kisses you on the forehead, you kind of can feel that. It's kind of true. And I think kissing a woman on the forehead is just something that makes her feel so comfortable and it's erotic. Yeah, and it is erotic when it's done the right way. How about hair? Running your fingers through someone's hair. Right when it's time to be passionate, just some women enjoy having a, a handful of their hair grabbed and pulled just slightly. I love when having the small of my back touched. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. You like just hold you on the small of your back and draw you in like Michelle Penny was saying. Right. Yeah. And that was coming from a woman. So, you know, that whole draw a woman into you. man, It's really nice. Right. With a guy who she actually likes, who she's attracted to, makes all the difference in the world. Right. If she pulls away, then it's not the right time to land a kiss. Right. Oh, yeah. Definitely not. Another thing that makes kissing great. Eye contact. Yes. 
Well, you know, I was thinking about that today. When you're kissing, I like both. I love closing my eyes and just feeling the passion of it. Right. But I also like to open my eyes and see the person I'm with, seeing you look straight into my eyes. Right. Pull away just a little me. bit. Yeah. Get that connection that only the windows of the soul can provide. Right. Mm, great stuff. And then you close your eyes again. So closing and opening your eyes during a kiss can be very sensual. You know, I have a feeling we could sit here and talk about this all night, but this is already going to be the longest podcast we've ever done. Well, you know, it's time to make a deposit into the kissing bank tonight. Oh, I think so. I think we need to draw against that 336 hours. Yeah. What do you say? So that means we need to end this podcast and get busy. Right away. If you are listening to us for the first time and you are not involved with our newsletter, go to deservewhatyouwant.com and sign up for that newsletter right away because we talk about a lot of the things we talk about in the podcast on that newsletter. We also have other podcasts, Online Dating Profile Rating, Emily and I met on Match.com. You want to find out more about that, go to DeserveWhatYouWant.com front slash match, and we'll tell you all about it. We have a MySpace page. We want you to be friends with us. That's www.myspace.com front slash X underscore and underscore Y. Mm -hmm. And we have a Frapper map. Absolutely. Go pin yourself. That's www.frapper.com, F-R-A-P-P-R front slash X-A-N-D-Y. And once again, brand new this week, we've got a voicemail line, finally. Yeah, and don't forget to call it. We want to hear from you. Call 210-362-4400. If yes. we play your voicemail on this show and we address your question or comment, we will send you a brand spanking new copy of How to Manage Your Wildly Successful Dating Life. How cool is that? Very cool. So until next time, my name is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. Be good. Have fun. Okay, you ready? Uh -huh. All right, talk like the Queen of England. Hello, this is the Queen of England, and you should not be distractified. Distractified? I just made up that word. It's a good word. Tell them who you are. Oh, no, Mr. You look at You're silly, that's what you are. I'm just talking like the Queen of England. Bye! Copyright 2007 X and Y Communications. Be sure to catch Scott and Emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. Also, be sure to check out their other mini-podcast, The Dating Cast Minute, found only at www.powermonogamy.com. Hey guys, this is AJ. And I'm Jordan from the Pickup Podcast. And when we need advice on the fly, we tune in to X and Y with our boy Scott McKay. When you're done here, head on over to www.pickuppodcast.com, the voice of the pickup and seduction community. Every week we drop a ton of free content with special guests from every major company. We're also giving away a ton of products, ranging from ebooks to CD sets and even free coaching. So be sure to stop by and chop up some game with us at the Pickup Podcast, www.pickuppodcast.com.